Welcome to the Party Trick Podcast, where we inspire and empower you to elevate every day. Rachel, thank you so much for being here today. I'm so excited to chat with you. I'm so delighted that our paths have crossed over the past little bit, and we've got so much fun stuff to dig into. So we sure do. It's absolutely my pleasure. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to start off the bat with Bonjour Fet. Now, yes, this is your fabulous brand, but tell me, (laughs) how do people, like, do people butcher this all the time for you? All the time, especially whenever I have to change an address or pay a bill and I get a call center or somebody that's not familiar with my brand. But I've heard everything. My favorite is when people say bonjour feet. I like to say that I'm not a shoe store. (laughs) But it is fat. It is French inspired. And I got the name because I was trying to think of two French words that were common. And somehow that's backfired because that second word is not so common. So we are bonjour fat and it means literally hello party. Um, yes, and bring on the party. So tell me, I obviously know and love your brand, what you do, but tell our listeners, tell us about Bonjour Fet. Tell us, uh, what do you have? How can you help people? I know that you obviously have your location in California, but I know you ship everywhere. Give us the rundown. Sure do. We are modern party supplies for the everyday hosts, and we also specialize in holiday decor. So when I first opened, I was really concentrating on specifically birthday party supplies. And then I realized that if somebody only had one birthday to celebrate throughout the year, or maybe maybe two, then I wanted additional reasons for them to come in and see me. So we quickly um, pivoted and, and got into holiday decorations, whether it's for your tabletop or for your Christmas tree, really all the, the pretty celebratory things. I love that and love a good reason to make things look beautiful. I think it just makes people feel nice and festive and like celebrate the everyday by just having something a little bit more novel. Absolutely. Yeah. So fun. Okay. So tell me what's your background prior to starting Bonjour Fat? Like where did this come about? Like how did, obviously I know a little bit behind the name now, but like where did the idea come from? Did you love hosting? Did you hate hosting? I did love hosting. Um, I started my professional background. I actually started at Warner Brothers in feature development. So I mentioned that because I think it's really important to be able to, if you're running a business, be able to pivot and do a lot of different things. You can't just be good at tech. You can't just be good at customer service. You need to be able to be an expert on a variety of things and be able to to change on a dime. And I think working in the film industry really kind of laid the groundwork there and unreasonable deadlines, unreasonable tasks, all of it kind of gave me the baseline for starting a business. And when I started Bonjour Fet, I was living in Montreal at the time. Hence why it's called Bonjour Fet, because starting a business in in Montreal, you need a, a French name. It's it's actually required to have everything in French, be a larger font size than it is in English. So when I was living there, I launched just really as a as a solution to my own personal needs. I had two little kids and I was throwing birthday parties for them and couldn't find what I wanted and was annoyed at how long I had to wait for Etsy to 
give me this piece and wait for another Etsy vendor for this piece. And I just felt like I was collecting all these things and wanted one solid place to uh, find it all and couldn't find that. So I created it and it literally started out in my basement, as cliche as it sounds. <laughs> Well, it's not um, but a garage. It could have been a garage. That's it where could have been I a garage. Totally. It did actually. There were about yeah. three months where it was in a garage. So <laughs> we kind of hit both. But yes, yeah, started in my basement for my own needs. And then slowly but surely, it was my friends coming to me. Hey, can you get me stuff for this party? Uh, starting with Shopify was was launched out of Canada. So I just, for some reason, I just got hit with the Shopify ads very, very early. This is like 2014 and launched a website just very, very early, very basic, only a few things. And then I would order from different Etsy vendors and cord it so that my customers could receive it immediately instead of waiting six to eight weeks for the vendor. So it really just became a selection of, it really just became a collection of party supplies and kidding them out. And I actually, in the beginning, my name was Watset, which meant party box. Okay, but um, people did not get that very well <laughs> transition, probably. What is not an easy word to say. So I'm really glad that I switched it to Bonjour Fet. But yeah, started in Montreal and hence why that French flair we carry through to the brand today. That's amazing. I love it. It gives so much more backstory and gives you the why. And I think knowing the why, knowing some of the history behind helps just kind of, I don't know, just have more emotional buy-in. I always love learning more about a brand and then buying from brands that I, I know their story versus just being like, oh, that's cute stuff. So yeah. And uh, I knew, I knew the, like, I, I knew what my personality was like. I wasn't going to be somebody that was really into it for just three months after my kid's birthday. I knew that once I committed to something, that was it. I go, I go all in. And, and yeah, so we, when I moved back to LA, I Googled how to open a store, had no experience, didn't know the difference between a SKU and a barcode and just Googled my way through it. <laughs> Um, it's amazing. It's trial by fire. It's throwing yourself into it and learning as you go. I think that's the best way because no one knows everything. You just like take that leap and, and try. Absolutely. Wait, so how old are your children now? Oh my goodness. My son just turned 14 yesterday. So that is crazy. Happy birthday to him. Thank you. And my daughter is 11. So this Bonjour Fet started for as a solution to my daughter's second birthday. So that's how long I've been doing this. And I think, I think it's funny because now with their parties specifically, I don't usually take pictures of their parties. Their parties are small. They don't have elaborate decorations. I think it's because they've just been around it their entire lives. But I often get asked like, oh my gosh, I bet your kids' parties are so insane. And I'm like, no, nope, pretty low key over here. <laughs> well, I would say I have the same thing. Having been in events professionally my entire career, it was always, it was always the kids must have the most insane parties. And for me, I was so busy with my clients. I really didn't do the most over the top things for them. Now that shifted some with party chicks, it makes it like a lot easier for me to give them and they care more. My yes. kids are six and eight and they're in that phase where they want that. I have a feeling I have like one more year with my son and then he's going to say, no way, mom, don't, don't do it. Yeah. Um, but I definitely, I think that we, we fall into this, like in this industry where people make assumptions about what it must be like 
And it's almost like the cobbler's kids who have no shoes. Because we get so much, yeah. A hundred percent. Every single holiday, I'm like, darn it, I forgot to grab A, B, and C. It's, it's something that I've been pushing on social media for for two months. And I forgot to bring you know, the kids coloring placemats as an activity, that kind of thing. It's hard to remember to do for yourself, for sure. But but I I also think... What's interesting about kids and in the party space is you get this sweet spot when they're really young from that ages two to four where you can plan the theme and then afterwards, then they run with it themselves. Yeah, exactly. And that's where you get like the really fun stuff, the superhero dinosaur pink sparkle theme and all the collab. The pink and purple Pokemon versus regular colored Pokemon, like my mm-hmm. daughter requested, but then I quickly pivoted to unicorn and spa. So, you know. <laughs> yes, I, there were a solid three years of unicorn that I am still trying to get over. <laughs> oh, yeah. I get that. Okay, so how have you found the industry to have changed over the last 10 plus years? The obvious answer here is just the shift to everything being online. And sometimes I find that helpful and sometimes I find it to be distracting. It's really hard to plan a party online and really know what things look like together unless you have a source you can go to where they've kind of done that work for you, where they've curated the collections and and shown you examples or blog posts or Instagram feeds that show you how everything plays. Otherwise, it happens so many times where people come into our stores and they'll say, I bought this on Amazon and it doesn't match this. And, or it's, you know, I got it and it was three inch plate or something just silly. So it's, it's really just, you know, the online shift has completely changed the industry and just making it fast and accessible, all those good things. Yeah, I find you can get so much in so many places that sometimes it's overwhelming and that honestly, it's something that you solve for and we solve for in different ways. But the level of curation that is helpful in the event space is something that, again, is important to us, right? Like you can go and know that essentially what you're offering from a supply perspective, it's curated. It's going to look good together. It's probably going to be sized correctly. You're not going to end up with that three inch light when you didn't intend to. I think people always forget to go and look like linens. Great example. People will go and the linen won't match or the linen size is off, right? So their table might be a six by 30, but then they order just a linen that really doesn't fit at all. And so knowing, okay, this worked, this is going to work for eight people, six people. It's so complicated. And I think being able to say, okay, this is what I've got. Here's everything I need. Is it going to all match or is it going to be this mishmash? And, and curating it all is so, so important. And I love that that's important to both of us in different ways. I mean, for me, it's like, does the decor match the food, match the music? And yeah. then finding the people who I come to you and help you like, and your, your, like, basically your shop helps me curate some of our looks, which love I love that. I love that. Yeah. Some, someone on my team recently did the math and went through the amount of orders that we had had since opening and we kind of culled out you know, what was holiday decor and what was truly party. And we came out with that we helped or been a part of people planning 300,000 parties. Oh, my God. You guys, it's, it's made my mouth just like my jaw too long. It's, it's not a small number. It is wow. not a small number. And I was thinking about that. And, it was, and listen, some of that could be as simple as 
somebody popping in a store and just needing some birthday candles. But that's a lot of moments to celebrate. And if you really think about, you know, all the versions of themes that we've been through and occasions, we see the wildest occasions. I mean, it could be, you know, birthday is the normal one, but then we'll get yeah. like, you know, during COVID, it was like, my kid learned how to read. Oh. Hey, I'm going to have a party for that. Or it's a celebration of life and people have family coming to the house all week and they don't want to do dishes constantly. And there's, yeah. there's so many reasons um, to celebrate, but yeah, it's a, it's a lot of party planning we've done. Uh, it sounds like it. That's amazing. And it must feel so good. Like those are the memories that people remember. And being a part, and I love that. That's one of my favorite things about being in this industry is really empowering people to have these experiences, these shared experiences that have some sort of an impact, whether it's a birthday, a celebration of life, whatever it might be. You have your memories at the end of the day. And it's not about the stuff. Now, the stuff helps make that memory a little bit more special sometimes. But yeah. if you, the memories that you share and that time share with your friends in celebration mode, those are the most impactful at the end of the days. At least that's what I've heard. And that's why I reflect back what I A hundred percent. A hundred percent. When I was growing up, I had, I didn't have the amount of pictures that I have of my kids, right? Oh, but yeah. usually on every birthday, I have a picture of me behind a cake blowing it out, whether it was um, Chuck E. Cheese party or yeah. whatever. Like I found one the other day. It was a it was a girl talk party, which is like an 80s board game. So, oh, yeah. so cheesy. But now people are taking pictures of everything from the party planning to the I just picked the color scheme and kind of documenting this whole the the whole trajectory. And you get no shortage of content from parents. Mm -hmm. It's it's really just interesting to see how that's evolved. So cool. Okay, so obviously you guys have a story. You have a great online presence as well, uh, like the physical brick and mortar as well as online. What's your percentage of business that orders from you versus comes in or knows you because of the brick and mortar? So up until a couple months ago, we had three brick and mortars. Um, our lease just ended on two of them. And so mm -hmm. we're going to change one model to a pop-up model. Okay. Love and then it. one is a permanent. So we've done pop-ups in the store. And what I like about them is it's a way for us to experience different areas and get new customers. So for instance, we did a pop-up that was just Christmas party. Yeah. Um, that was in Pasadena. It was super successful. And it was nice to get to know that community. And from a business perspective, it's really nice to get get those emails, get introduce yourself to those customers um, and have them, you know, see and hold your products and understand why you're so special. And then we did a Malibu pop up for summer entertaining and that had a completely different vibe and attracted a completely different subset of of customers. So I think. Oh, it used to be 90% of our um, business was in store. And in 2021, we built a warehouse in Salt Lake and really took on online fulfillment. And now it's it's switched. I think by next year, online will be um, by far our, our, our great uh, source of revenue. That's um, crazy and amazing. And kudos to you because that's a big milestone in a business as well. I think when you've got them both, then you're able to have that grow and have that national presence because you do have people buying from all over the place from, the, from, from your online store. That's, that's phenomenal. On that note, though, when you think about, you know, the industry's changed so much with like planning on Amazon is really hard, right? You don't know it if is. it's going to match. 
you don't know if it's going to be curated or you don't know as much about timing as well. What are your thoughts about kind of online versus the brick and mortar versus just like the, the small um, stores that are local? Like if someone who's shopping in Kansas City, like yeah. how do you see the industry? Obviously, it's changed so, so much. But what are your thoughts on an, on the state of it? If you had asked me that question pre-COVID, I definitely would have said that our trajectory was to be in every major city. I loved the connection and I loved really just getting to know people and and hearing about their themes and their inspiration. I, I, I love it. I love the storytelling where the party space provides. Um, how do you find people doing it like in various places? But when you think about like the state of the industry right now and people buying party goods all over the place, like what are your thoughts? Like if you were in Kansas City, where are you going to shop from? Like yeah. what about something like that? Is that something that you're yeah. going to ask? If, yeah, of course. Um, if you had asked me pre-COVID, I would have for sure said that we our goal was to be in every major city. I, I love the build-out process of the stores. I love new communities. I love the conversation that um, party provides and in-person party provides. And it's really hard on with an online order. Um, our warehouse is, is really funny about it because our team cares so much. And as they pack, you know, a unicorn party or whatever, They'll be like, oh, I wish they had seen this because this would have gone so well with this. And those are opportunities that you can have in person. Um, when I started, there were very, very few, I guess, boutique party supply stores. You could find, you know, gift boutiques that had a little smattering of party, but really just diving full in that we did um, was, and I can't really think of many that were doing it. There were a couple and couple places in the online space, but not um, physical brick and mortar. And now that that piece has expanded to so many cities. And I think in the beginning, it was hard to watch because it was like, oh, no, that's how I do my shelves. And and having a little bit of that, oh, just how do I even say it? (laughs) Just you want to do all the things right. Like when you're a founder and and you can't be everywhere all at once. Um, I think it's really cool that the space has evolved in the way it has and all these party stores have have popped up in different locations because it is a community and it is, you know, a group, you know, not, I'm seeing this on Instagram, but I'm going to go there, feel it, touch it, play around with it. I love having a big counter up at the front so everybody can lay out everything that they're thinking about and, you know, really see what it looks like together. I love that. I think there is something about getting things together and then just playing with what you see. And sometimes that's ordering and unfortunately returning or ordering and holding for something later. But when you do have the opportunity to go into store and and mix, match and play, it's such a it's a creative experience that's really enjoyable for some. Some hate yeah. it. And that's yeah. why, again, like it's great to have people who are knowledgeable that can support and help curate that look. But um, such fun. And I think I think because the opportunity of being in brick and mortar allows you the experience of knowing what people can't find. And that's super valuable. You know, if you have just an online presence, you know what people are finding because that's what they're purchasing. But you're not hearing the conversation about, you know, oh, I was looking for, you know, a sports themed plate with all the sports on it. Is that something you offer? And it's like, well, no, we don't. We have basketball. We have football. You know, whatnot. We don't have the mix thing. But to me, it gave me data to be like, now when I go to make my own product line, I, I know what people are not finding. And, and I want to be able to use that to give people 
not what they already have and more of it, but to give them, you know, a curated, um, cold down version of uh, what they want. Well, customer feedback is everything, right? And so it's great to be able to get feedback online. And I think sometimes people are a lot harsher than they could be online. But I also think that you miss so much when it's online because there isn't that human uh, interaction. So you wouldn't know that people want to have a plate because no one's going to submit that on, on a form online. So actually having your, having both, has got to be incredibly valuable for you. I love um, it. Which is really cool. Yeah. I love that for you. Okay. So back to hosting at home. Yeah. You know, we have, we both have kids and we both have had the, the big parties, the small parties, the do it at home, not do it at home. How, like when you host at home, what's your go-to? What's your host? Um, my go-to party trick is to empty your dishwasher before your guests are. Um, I don't know why it's a, a consistent thing that happens, but for some reason, it always occurs because I'm trying to do that last minute scramble of cleaning up before everyone gets there. And then ultimately what happens is that after the party, you know, my besties want to stay around and help and they're stuck. They want to do it without my, you know, oversight and they have to empty the dishwasher and they don't know where anything goes. And I just feel like if you can just empty that dishwasher beforehand, it gives your friends the opportunity to help out and to do that initial quick cleaning. Um, oh, cool. I don't know. It's a silly one, but I love it. It's, it's, I want to do when I'm at other friends' houses too. If they're having a cocktail night, I want to be able to put my dish away and not just leave it on the coffee table and can't do that if that dishwasher is full. And even if it's just bringing the plates over and putting them by the sink, then the hostess doesn't have to unload and reload at the end of the night. Yes. No one enjoys the clean, um, or very few people, let's say, refrain. Yeah. enjoy the cleaning and i think i we have that actually as one of the reminders so when um, our party trick member and you enter your party you get these whole series of notifications so some are push some are sms depending on preferences and one that i built into the system it really is unload your dishwasher and we remind you to do it because you know it's just easier it's those yeah. little hacks those little things that make you go and add up feeling yeah it's totally so much more relaxed and enjoyed like and you can enjoy it versus Having people over, you didn't empty it in the morning, and then all of a sudden, last minute stuff piles up, and then all the stuff piles up, and it's just overwhelming. Yeah, so I'm I right think, there with you. Yeah, my second piece to that hack is paper plates, and obviously, I'm in the business of paper plates, but for desserts, it makes you know, and you can have Thanksgiving and use your grandmother's china or you know, that piece that you only pull out once a year. Um, but it's really nice if you're serving pie or cake to have a paper plate because nobody wants to do a second round. That's the cooking up. <laughs> no, I am like right there with you. I'm a big fan of one of the, you know, my kids' friends over, whether it's like soccer games over and everyone comes over. It helps with the cleanup. It's also uh, like happy. And again, yeah. my kids are little, so I get worried about break it. Uh, you don't have to worry if things are clean or not. I actually have my favorite good. hacks, which is I, if I, my, my standards kind of use a ton of time I have a, a drawer. It's not even like in my garage or storage area, but where it's a drawer that has like an extra set of flatware. Um, and I always have like an extra set of paper plates and um, plastic flatware that's nearby because it just, in a pinch, it's so easy to grab it. Yeah, It sparks. And it's also a way to mix things up. Again, that novelty Absolutely. factor, instead of just using like the same white and same, you know, for me, it's silver, silverware um, or silver colored silverware. So it's just, it's easy. Um, it is easier. It's a big thing. 
Yeah. And and even with paper cups, I like to, for kids' party, um, buy a mixed pack of paper cups that have different colors because kids might not write their name. And, you know, I, I've, I've seen that before in parties too, where you leave the Sharpie out, but that doesn't always happen. But it, you probably can remember that you had the red cup and your friends had a yellow. Um, so it's just an easy way to, you know, keep the germs separate. <laughs> this, this very much. And then you also don't deal with the little ones who are like, I don't like blue. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's going to happen regardless. <laughs> happen. But like, it's a nice way. You're like, okay, cool. We have options. If you don't like blue, you've got orange. I mean, those are, again, a short, short-lived chapter, but definitely something I've experienced with mine. So it's either like everything's the same or have that variety. And it does allow them to feel like that little bit. Um, yeah, definitely having a good like assortment on the side. And again, it can be tuck it under your bed in a snatch. Yeah. You know, like it just I always love um extra party things because you never know when you're gonna get tossed into something last minute. Yeah. And it's great when you got it for the special occasions, but those every day is actually when it comes into handy a little bit more. Or at they least that's do. what I find. They do. Yeah. And I find like with the holidays, especially now that my kids are a little older, like I don't need to do St. Patrick's Day, like the trail to the gold coins and the glitter mm-hmm. and all of that stuff. They're a bit beyond that, but they sure do love a shamrock plate on for breakfast yes. on St. Patrick's Day. And I love that's that's the most. Um, I guess that's the thing I do the most with them is if it's a holiday, even the obscure ones, I'll do a little celebratory breakfast. Um, and you can just decorate it with just a plate and a napkin and it's you know like a special morning even if it's the same you know toast and peanut butter totally i think there's something so to that it's about again that little novelty factor that little bit of spark and delight and it doesn't need to be that extra let me create a massive maze all around the house little the little moments punctuating and celebrating the every day so i love that you bring that beauty and joy into into our world through um, you know those products to us thank you yeah Okay, so is there, are you particularly busy any one time of the year more so than another? Like, is it going into Q4 and all the holiday entertaining? Oh, man, I can't even, I can't even decide. Are you like nonstop? (laughs) No, I can't even hear, I can't even hear the term Q4 without being like, oh my gosh. (laughs) Trauma, Um, trauma, trauma. Q4 is insane. And it has just, it's not, there's just so many holidays and they're back to back. And yep. hardly any breathing room. And um, yeah, it's it's 100% Q4. I get a little bit of breathing room right after um, 4th of July because yep. back to school, um, you know, we still got another month or so. And it's really the the longest stretch of non-holiday. So yep. that's, my, that's my chill time. But I really like to take that time to kind of think of the bigger picture ideas for the company. Um, not just the task list um, and having a little bit of breathing room between tracking down shipments and, you know, figuring out logistical operations. That's that's my time for all that. How does, on that note with like logistical and operations, how has, in a way, having to rely on the post service or UPS or FedEx, how has that impacted your business? Again, there's that a trauma moment where it's like, oh God. <laughs> But truly, like, I'm lucky in that sense that I've always done in-person things. We have a digital service now. I don't have to rely upon basically a third party to make sure my product gets out to someone. How how do you navigate that? I've always been so curious. Oh, man. You know, and that one's a tricky one because I really try very 
hard to keep our products affordable. And it's really frustrating how expensive shipping is and how cheap shipping can be on other sites. And it's really hard to um, match those rates. Yeah. AKA free. <laughs> totally. And with, you know, losing your shirt, you know, first and foremost, I'm running a business, so I can't, you know, fiscally irresponsible choices. Um, and I, I don't have any other thoughts other than it's really hard. I hate getting the email every October from all the different postal services that there's a rate increase. Um, I try very hard not to pass it on to the clients and incentivize them to, you know, kind of bulk up instead of buying just for Halloween now and then Thanksgiving and, and then Christmas, you know, trying to offer them, okay, it's free shipping. If you spend over this amount, you know, all these holidays happen so close together, just like put in one shipment. Um, and we, yeah, yeah. And we try to get the holiday, um, products up on our website, like as early as July sometimes. So if you're there and we're getting them up as fast as we receive them, we're not holding back until there's like a Christmas drop on this date. I really, I, it's one at a time. As soon as we get it, it goes up. I did not know that. And I love that because I actually have, I'm almost always, with the exception of last year, the first one in my friend group to basically get our Christmas card out mm. uh, because I do it so early. Yeah. And the reason I do is because by the time that like November rolls around, there's too much going on. And mm -hmm. so knowing that there's a source that I love, respect, and like basically you, um, <laughs> knowing that you have that stuff early allows me to plan ahead. And honestly, one of my, again, as a planner, like one of my party hacks is really plan ahead. Because yeah. then you're not at that point and that compression point where you're paying for rush fees, stuff isn't going to get there. So you're nervous and so you're running around trying to find stuff. Get it in, put it like, again, find some really weird storage, put it in an extra, put it in your oven, you yeah. know, pull a New York style like vibe for that one. But Absolutely. yeah, we last year made the decision to keep all the holidays on, um, you know, it's, you know, obvious on our menu, top menu bar. But um, if you go down, we had a section, we have a section up called holidays that is all the holidays and we decided to keep it up all year because you know what i've seen you know there are kids that like to have a halloween themed party in february and that's great it's hard to find you know biters and and called you know napkins yep. in february um we you know made the choice to as we get it put it out and um even though i felt like a lot of the models that i was seeing online were like this should drop on this date to create this urgency. And I feel like let's reward the people planning early, like you. I also, yeah, but it also means that you don't get that overwhelm where you're like, oh my God, everything, um, Halloween or thinking, or, you know, when you like that time of year in October when everything transitions and then you're like, oh my God, I don't want to deal with this mm -hmm. because everywhere I look, it's not even Halloween and we see the holidays ahead of us. I'd rather be excited when the holidays come around because I already had it prepped sitting. Um, and you don't have to actually also fight through all the noise. So it's yeah. not like you're seeing it everywhere and, and you're just like, okay, cool. Like everywhere, whenever you want it and it's there for you. So, and it does, it definitely rewards the planning early, um, which ultimately sets you up to actually enjoy instead of wanting to like hide and crawl into a hole for the whole month of January. Like so many moms I know. Yeah. And from, from a tech perspective, we even, you know, put out the new stuff, put the pictures, write the descriptions, um, see samples so that we know that it's, it's a, it's a go. And then we'll do a notify me when available. If you're, 
you know, intent. We have a lot of party stylists and bloggers, you know, content is their life and they plan this stuff nice and early too. And it's nice for them to say, you know, gingerbread is going to be a really strong theme for Christmas this year and, you know, plan against that, that kind of thing. Wait, are you seeing that? Is gingerbread? That was last year. Okay. <laughs> last year it was like gingerbread everything. Yeah, I know. I know. Wait, what are we seeing? Are you seeing anything that you can share? Oh right my god! This year I'm so curious because I haven't, I haven't dug into that yet. So tell me, you know, like, what's my I, inside hack? Oh my goodness! I think um, I'm s- still seeing like a lot of bows and things like that. Whether it's you know Halloween and you know, um, more like haunted mansion vibe and or Christmas, you know, it starts with like a bow on top of an ornament, a bow on top of a bench. Um, I'm seeing that a lot. You know, it's interesting. I always look at, it sounds cheesy, but I look at fashion and what's on kids' t-shirts because party's kind of the last to get those trends. And you usually see it in adult clothes, then on kids, and then later, later. Uh, so, you know, back in the day when Jenna Lyons was running J. Crew, like those kids' t-shirts were your themes for the next three years. That is such an amazing um that it, and it's so spot on. Follow fashion and uh, because it does, there's that trickle down effect. And you I don't think I've ever heard anyone articulate um uh, to me specifically. We followed that, look at that, um, especially when I was kind of in the more wedding and like special event space, mm-hmm. but it really, I've never thought about it from your perspective and it's so, so spot on. Well, and the trends happen fast now, you know, in the wedding market, when Martha Stewart, you know, you'd, you'd get it and it would be like, you get it for the month of that month. Like this is the June issue. These are the themes and the trends um, that they have had on their desk for six months already. And now it's one post from from some celeb or one of the big outlets and all of a sudden it's pompous or it's you know this that and the other and it goes wild like instantly instantly so it it has like where where to see the inspiration but I really try to look like absolutely outside of um when I dictate themes and colors because if it's already in party it's already been it's already been a lot of other places yeah, I think that's like great. I mean, I love, I think actually having children forced me to be a little bit more curious. Mm-hmm. And it made me also look outside of just my standard box for anything and everything in my, in my career. And so it's like, okay, what's trending in, in this industry versus another and not staying and not only following. And this happened a lot kind of in the wedding space prior, like don't follow other planners. Don't follow other people in your industry. If it's already yeah. there. You're not doing anything groundbreaking. Get Correct. outside. Think outside the um, and look at industry similar, but but different because they're going to help dictate and guide from just a creative direction. So blah, blah. yeah, and and um, you know, it could be a popular TV show. Like there's, mm-hmm. it's Wednesday is going to be such a strong theme for how because you know the yep. show was yep. so popular and it's it's a fun costume. It's a fun it's a fun tabletop. It's fun decorating. Um, same with haunted mansions. Uh, yeah, it's, you know, even things like White Lotus kind of inspire, you know, Italian parties, um, yeah. you know, like Hawaiian trots. It's um, you, you can pull that inspo from from anywhere. But if you're only looking at what all the other party companies are doing and all the other party planners, I, I, I think you're looking in the wrong place. 
so spot and so uh yeah look outside the box and take your inspiration from all the areas again you never know where you might find it okay rachel i know you have a really big 2024 ahead i'm excited for when you start sharing a little bit more of this news so everyone please please follow rachel on social follow her website we love recommending bonjour on trek um but truly like you I'm so inspired by you. I love what you're building. You're just an amazing woman. And thank you so much for this conversation today. Thank you. And thank you for making it easy for easier for people to post parties. The, um, laying out the logistics in the way that you guys have done is is so smart. Um, hopefully, hopefully lots of people find you and, and they mm-hmm. are that more efficient uh, getting it done. Well, that's our goal. We want it to be curated, easy, know when to do it, what to do it, back to that main you know, we have notifications that tell you what to order, when to order. So you're not in that pinch and when to open your dishwasher and load it. We thank you for that. I love it. So, okay, Rachel, where can people find you and how can we help? Um, At Bonjour Fet and you could shop online at bonjourfet.com. Amazing. Thank you. Check out the show notes. You'll see some of these links below and Rachel, look forward to chatting again soon. Amazing. Thank you.